Back to the point, a shot, they score! And looking at it, maybe you got Krebs, might have got a touch of this one in front. Here's the shot coming through, you see the stick of Krebs right there by his left hand. It touches that shaft, I think. How about now, can you feel it, Mr. Krebs? Billy drilling it away, and Buffalo's back at full strength, the breakaway pass up the middle, the Krebs going in a goal, he scores! I can feel it. Yeah. He slides it ahead. Casey Middlestat. Left side, two on one with Krebs. Middlestat carries. Passes on. Scores! Great Krebs. Two nothing Sabres. Do you really want to know if I can feel it? Now, here's an opening. Krebs walks in, makes a move, throws it back, scores. Alex Tuck gets his first as a Buffalo Sabre. And that look says it all. Because I can feel it. Our boards, Sabres get it back. Two back for the Coyotes. Krebs on the rush with Tuck, who drops it for it. for Tuck, he scores! Oh, some magic between these two again! Sabres fans can get used to this. All right, this is our uh, second attempt at doing this, because apparently the people that come in here before us don't know uh, to not touch uh, equipment. Apparently they're a bunch of uh, mischievous toddlers who just throw feces on the wall and tug at cords and whatnot. So Seems uh, like it. Yeah, Joe's on a different microphone now. After being four minutes into recording our monologue, we have to restart. Uh, how, how's it going, everybody? I'm Luke Buckley, of course, Joe Marino across from me. Cost the Optimistic Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for the wait as well. Uh, if you heard the intro, I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling it even more so. Uh, I, I feel like I want to break something with the <laughs> the goofballs that are here before us. We had well, was it five usable mics before. Now we're down to two. We're literally down to two mics. The mic that Joe normally uses here, I don't know. I don't know what these people get up to. What they Every time we come in, the monitor's different. My headphones don't work. Last time. There's uh do what you love. Yeah, there's neon signs. Yeah. Stop touching stuff. I don't know. I'm pissed. I don't know. I'm pissed off now. <laughs> hey, now I'm I'm more in the mood, I guess, to talk. Uh he's angry now. Yeah. I'm easy to tick off. Uh anyway, we're here. We're in the Charger and Buffalo podcast studio. Um, if we wanna charge yeah, Joe is wearing his charging buffalo exclusive uh, members only hoodie that mm-hmm. we were distributed. You know, I like to think of it. Uh, if we were training in like an MMA dojo, this is our 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 war- our like our sweatsuits. But it's not sweatsuits. It's a simple hoodie with uh, the initials TCB on it. But this this is our like Ken Shamrock Lions Den uniform for the time being. Perhaps maybe we'll get some cautiously optimistic merch. Perhaps, perhaps. Let and us if know. If you'd be interested in that, let us know. Yeah, even like gauge in. even stickers. Yeah, anything um, like that. I think we have a pretty basic logo for the podcast, but yeah. whatever. We can work something out. Everyone likes stickers. I don't think there's any age where we outgrow stickers. True. You can put them on anything. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we have stuff to discuss. I actually jotted down some notes for this one. Oh, okay. Because I remember last time just being completely dumbfounded and, like, at a loss of— Most of the time, I think we just talked about the goat head. Yeah. Which well, since has been confirmed— that it's yes. actually happening the day after uh, Aesthetics confirmed that the goat head is coming back in more right. of a modernized design, as we discussed on the last episode. So that's exciting. That's right. Go over to the uh, the Aesthetics YouTube 
where I think Chris is he's his name. Podcast now. Yeah, he has a, mm-hmm. a visual podcast kind of deal, uh, where he plays a noise like a boom, and that's when you know there's a picture you got to look at, and it's mm. not just listen to my voice. But uh, no, yeah, cool. seemingly confirmed from what uh, Mr. Aesthetics there reported. Also confirmed by Aesthetics. Retro program is coming back for all 32 teams next year, and some teams are quote unquote bending the definition of reverse retro. Whatever that means, nobody knows. But so next year, we're looking at the Sabres having their gorgeous royal blue and gold, the black and red goat head, and what else? What do you think is going to be the reverse retro? I don't know. I think bending the rules means uh, they might be giving teams more freedom to take an old design and mix it up with another old design. So, you know, Mm -hmm. folks are always talking about a blue and gold goat head. Stuff like that, you know, mixing colors together. So Uh, something like the other reverse retro. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Maybe the Kings take their current look and give it the the purple and yellow treatment. Um, The Kings should just go to the purple and yellow treatment to begin with. They should. I mean, L.A. is not a gray and black city. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, but maybe um, they don't want to be too close to the Lakers. Maybe, maybe. But also, I. But think those are the colors of royalty. Even the, even when they had like the black and purple, like mm-hmm. just the crown logo. I yeah, absolutely despise the Kings' current look. I think it I looks know. terrible. It's boring. Uh, it's really aged out of the league. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but um, I don't know. It, it could be. Uh, I think just the the phrase bending the definition means that. There's no rules this time. There's no, yeah. like, you choose one old jersey and you give it your current colors. Or does it mean for, like, the teams like Detroit who have had basically the same look for their entire franchise history mm-hmm. where they can kind of have some leeway? Do we see uh, Detroit Cougars uniforms or, or St. Louis Falcons uniforms? That could be um, a possibility. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Sabres are exciting, of course. Uh, I think the slug is going to come back. The slug would be fun. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It has been a long time. It's been, what, almost 20 years? Something like oh, don't that? say that. It's been don't a long time. Not, it's been Since less it was than 20 unveiled, years. But... Um, I mean, it was unveiled oh, it's been like, 15 years ago It's now. been like 11 years, sorry. I'm getting uh, ahead of myself. But, I mean, it came into existence 15 years ago. Right. So, uh, it's a possibility. I mean, it's it's old enough. I bet they do a royal blue slug. Mm. I don't know. Uh, they could also do a white version of the 40th anniversary jersey. That's a possibility. What I'm thinking, how about another example of bending the definition? How about a you swap the navy and the yellow on the slug and make it predominantly yellow with uh, oh. blue accents? That's going to be hideous. It's like you could swap the colors of throwbacks. So yeah, it would it might be hideous and it might be a waste, but uh, there I mean slug merchandise will fly off the shelf. It would. It would. Uh, relatively You're successful in, period. Give it ten more years, people will be clamoring for the slug. Mm-hmm. You know, when the slug first got introduced, do you ever think that people would be clamoring for the goat head like they have been for the last like four or five years? No way. Well, at the time, though, people hated the slug. When oh, yeah. When it first came out, so. Mm-hmm. I don't think people ever liked the slug. No, I don't. I, I Reebok Edge was just the. It was a mistake. <laughs> uh, it was a mistake, largely. But uh, 
I, I don't know. I don't know. The slug, I'm indifferent to it just because, I mean, I really don't like the jersey template, um, like the jersey design. Think about it. The Sabres were always at least half decent wearing that jersey, too. They were never terrible. You had conference final run, two years where you barely missed the playoffs, a mm-hmm. division title, and then another year where you made the playoffs. Right. So, I don't know. People have fond memories of those teams. Some not very fond memories as well. But the slug was only active for four years. Yeah, four, like four or five years. Yeah, because they started phasing it out in 2011. They that wore is... the, the third jersey, the the navy blue iteration of their classic jersey. Well, I think by 2011 though, weren't they? Because that was the Flyers series. Oh yeah, by 20, they wearing, 2011 they were wearing that full time. Actually, they were wearing the navy mm-hmm. bl- blue. They brought and, in uh, the yeah because it was the 40th anniversary. Yeah, so they had the white version of the third. That's right. And then they had the 40th anniversary jersey. Yeah. So I don't know. For such a short lifespan for a jersey, it uh, certainly left quite the mark on the franchise mm-hmm. and the fan base. But I don't know. That's that's exciting though. Uh, there's been so much more uniform news to come out than actual hockey news. Yeah, no, no, real, no real trade rumors from the Sabres. They played yesterday. Uh, we were talking about this right before we dis- we noticed that my sound wasn't coming through. But, yeah. you know, you had to work at 4 in the morning. Yeah, so I couldn't watch. I don't have ESPN Plus because mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't know, for me it's not worth it. But you do you if you have it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I decide I'm not going to buy a subscription for something I'm rarely going to use just to watch this mediocre to terrible team play nine games. Just, mm, oh well. You know what it's really good for is if you have bets, uh, you can watch whatever players or teams True. you bet on. So I've been using it for that. I don't bet often, but uh, that's one use for Whenever it. Whenever I... Oh, sorry, I just hit our monitor. You hit our monitor. Whenever I use the Underdog Fantasy app, our mm-hmm. sponsor, use mm-hmm. code TCB to get a match on your deposit up to $100. Code TCB, don't forget that. If you haven't tried it, what are you doing? You know, everyone's you know, doing right? uh, FanDuel and DraftKings now. Everyone's doing Sports it. Sports betting is legal. This is one piece Could of peer pressure. Could have been doing this the whole time. Some prop bets. This Easy. is one piece of peer pressure you should get it give into. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we'll I would. All, I usually do NFL when I do the prop bets, so I would go on the Yahoo app and follow along with the game that I was betting on. So, yeah, that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Sabres get throttled by the Golden Knights yesterday. No Jack Eichel, although a certain Twitter account that covers the Sabres that is still relevant for some reason <laughs> said that Eichel was going to return. Um yeah, it just sucks. Alex Tuck scored. Good on him. He's been great. He's got, like, what, 13 points in 13 games? 13 points in 13 games. Had, had COVID at one point, too. Like, he's been really good. I, I think better than expected, honestly. He's going to be a nice piece for a while. He really will be. And the guy that I think I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about on this show is the man who's who the intro was in reference to, and that was uh, Mr. Krebs, Peyton Krebs. Mm-hmm. He's feeling it. Oh, he's, he's really it. feeling it. Uh, the two goal game against the Flyers. One beautiful goal. And yes, he had the deflection. Then he had the brilliant uh, breakaway goal. 
and a really nice feed to Alex Tuck in the in a in a Boston game. Uh, I think that was a victory yeah. for the Sabers. But I think that Tuck and Krebs you keep them together for a little while. Uh, one observation I have about Peyton Krebs now: his passing ability is such that just off of it alone, he's going to have a long career. I think. Oh yeah. Like, and he's a good skater too. Uh, I'm sure you know his his shooting touch will come more you know like shooting from mm-hmm. uh, distances that is, uh, but his passing ability is is brilliant. Uh, his his hands are brilliant, and I just think I, I I know it might be cliche because he wears 19, but I mean he has Tim Connolly like uh, skill set. Mm, um, his like ability, it. you know the the phone booth. Uh, Phone the old phone booth stick handling, and how about you know what? Just like Tim Connolly wore eighteen before he wore nineteen. Right? How weird is that? <laughs> but no, Peyton Krebs. I'm starting to think, and I'm I'm starting to look at the power play as we as we get used to the power play without Jack Eichel. I don't know, maybe some people are, but for me, I still anguish at the thought of who will be the next guy, and it's to kind of anchor that power play. And I think Peyton Krebs has the ability. Uh, you put Tage Thompson up in the the OV spot, right at the, mm-hmm. the faceoff circle. You let Peyton Krebs chill at the other end, at the cross from Thompson on the half wall there, and uh, you let him dish it out. You got Darlene at the point. You'll have Owen Power pass right. the puck to the blue. What line. do you do when Power is here? Do you he take, won't be on the first Darlene off of the number one power play. No, because I... like it took a while for Darlene to get on the first power play, right? Mm-hmm. So I no, don't he. I'd put power there and put Darlene on a second power play unit. I wouldn't have both of them out there. Do you think Darlene gives a puck up a lot on the power play? Leads to lots of yeah, that's true. I, there has been numerous times where he's tried to keep the puck in at the blue line, either by sprawling or mm-hmm. which I will admit this was a huge, huge, huge problem for him for most of his career. He's gotten better at it, but still not perfect yet. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, it's been a problem since he's yeah. Arrived. Keeping the puck in. But, no, uh, just thinking, the power play has some really exciting pieces. Uh, oh, yeah. We know Victor Olsen's fallen off the face of the earth. <laughs> what do you do with him? What do you do with him? I think he part ways somehow. Well, yeah, it's just tough because you're he hasn't scored since, like, Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Yeah. Now that's, now, that's a trick. Like, you got... A guy who is a goal scorer. Like, this is what he's paid to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when he, he had a really strong start to the season, he was scoring a lot of goals. He's probably one of their best players. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's not scoring, he's just a passenger out there, a perimeter player. Yeah, he, he really doesn't do anything um, other than <laughs> score goals. And he's so. older, too. Like, he doesn't really fit into the timeline here. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I. I own a Victor Olofsson jersey. It's tough for me to say this because I would like to wear a jersey of a player who's currently on the team. Yeah, but, but you know, it's just tough. I my gut says trade him, but at the same time, you're trading him at an all-time low. By the time this core gets of age together, right? Uh, he's going to be like irrelevant. Twenty-eight. Yeah, he's already like twenty-five, twenty-six. Mm-hmm. So he'll be he'll be irrelevant. I mean, Jack Quinn has made him. Expendable, absolutely. Yeah. And even as like a, if you want a veteran presence, right? I mean, even as that, mm-hmm. uh, I think a veteran presence needs to do more than just 
Well, he's with the players Whatever that are coming Wilson up. Does. They've got three first round picks. He's not going to have a spot in that top six. I don't know. He shouldn't. I don't want him stealing a spot from uh, one of those Rochester kids. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been like thinking like a potential return. How about Edmonton? Edmonton seems like a good spot for him. They're a good desperate team. Kyler Yamamoto. Hmm. You're a big fan. I am. Yeah, You're I am. You're a big fan of Kyler Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Hasn't had the best start of his NHL career. Kind of trailed off a little bit after strong season two years ago, I believe. I think, you know, this is a good basis of a trade here. I don't know. I'm just throwing shit against the wall and see if it sticks. But something like that. Like a someone who you're buying low on. A buy low for buy low. Something like that. I'm just bringing up their elite prospects, pardon me, when you make your point. Yeah, because, like, you know, trade him for a third-round pick, I don't know. At that point, you probably just keep him and hope that you give him a one-year deal qualifying offer and see if you can you can recoup some value. But you're either doing a hockey trade or trying to recoup some value. Yeah, and I— Trying I, to get younger. Uh, like, like I said, I think the— Oilers are a team who might just be desperate enough to move out a young player like Yamamoto for a uh, Victor Olsen. That would be an interesting deadline deal because I think the Oilers will still be in it come deadline time. They'll be they'll be at the very least fighting for it. Uh, they did sign a Vander Kane, so they're already making those kind of moves. Mm-hmm. Where they're just bringing guys in, throwing them in the lineup. Uh, so it's a possibility, a good possibility. Uh, I'd like to see that. Um, if Yamamoto's we if we twenty three, Yamamoto he's twenty three years old. Uh, he is, I presume, an RFA after this season. Because yeah, so he'll be restricted. But um, you know, while we're on the topic of um, trades, I don't want to jump around too much here. But I don't know how long Fox is going to be out for the Rangers. Mm. But they're thinking Colin Miller. You're exactly right. I'm thinking, and now I don't know how well this would match up, but obviously Colin Miller is not Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. But with the Rangers where they are on the standings. It's like uh, Brandon Montour going to replace Aaron Eckblad. Right, exactly. Yeah, great point. Uh, but with the, where the Rangers are on the standings, uh, Colin Miller can be kind of a stopgap guy for now. Right. And come playoff time. He is an excellent piece of depth uh, to have in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. One, uh, he'd be uh, one of the great depth D-men uh, within the field. Uh, so you could swap him out for guys. Uh, you know, uh, He'd be a great guy to alternate in and out um, You know, at the rapid pace that playoff games come from. But I don't know. That's, that's a name that I bandied about in my head in a, in a location. Cap space? I think so. I'm, I'm sure they can make it. I work. would imagine the Sabers would retain to get the deal done. Yeah, but that's just that's just an idea that I wanted to get out there while we're on the topic of of uh, trading players. Um, that's kind of jumped to my mind since the uh, the Adam Fox injury. As, I don't know. As long as everyone's healthy, barring that, I think Miller gets traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hinnestrosa gets traded. Hag probably gets traded. Anderson, I think, might get dealt too. He, I think he, I think he should because I mean he's been effective enough where he can contribute and well, 
he can be an extra goalie. Like a team like Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm if you go into the playoffs Tampa. with with Sergei Bobrovsky's reputation in the playoffs and Spencer Knight you know, being uh, unproven. I mean I've had this thought dancing in my head mm-hmm. about Florida. Like, you're really good. You're gonna go all in this year. I think they're gonna get Jacob Chikrin. The Coyotes have said they're willing to take on contracts. Now, Bobrovsky has a no-move clause, and he's having a good year. But I could totally see Florida trying to dump off Bobrovsky to the Coyotes and giving them a king's ransom to take on the contract and also get Jacob Chikrin at the same time. Then they can go ahead, try and extend Jonathan Huberdeau. You Mm -hmm. go with Knight as your number one goalie. I could see it. Huberto could possibly be a, a uh, heart candidate this year, heart finalist they, this year. They're not going to be able to extend Huberto if they don't get rid of that contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea, uh, and the Coyotes have been the the graveyard of NHL careers. So mm, I'm thinking, I, I, Bobrovsky. I mean, I'm sure he'd play a little bit though, but. Uh, yeah, he probably says no to going to Arizona, too, especially considering the season he's having and the season that Florida's having. But I could see, like, two first-round picks, Mackie Samuskevich, Owen Tippett, or Denisenko, and then another piece. What about, uh, do you think they'd part with uh, Mason Marchment? Mm, Maybe part of it? I don't think so. Six-point game the other night for Mason Six Marchment. Points. wow. I think he had four or two goals, four assists. Yeah, that's If you want to have a like good it. career, get drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs and then get traded for a bag of peanuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he got traded for uh, uh, the Swiss kid. What's his name? He's on. I don't. Mm, what's his name? Dennis Malgin. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good story. It's a great story. Speaking of great stories, uh, the great story goaltender, his name is escaping me. Michael Hauser? Michael Hauser, Michael Hauser yes. He got waved today. Mm-hmm. Um, poor guy. Can't catch a break. Well, he can't catch a break, but it would have been nice to see him stay up here, but we know it's not going to happen. Nah, uh, yeah, unfortunate, but, I mean, the good part is that Craig Anderson is healthy and Dustin Fikarski is healthy. Yeah. So, But, yeah, poor, poor Michael Hauser. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to find a permanent roster spot anywhere just because he's been in the minors so long he has shown though he should not be on an ahl only contract next season that is correct and they're gonna need someone to mentor devin levi next year maybe hauser's that guy maybe they go elsewhere Mm -hmm. but yeah uh also another couple topics for the trade deadline the sabers are allowed three salary retention trades they haven't used any yet uh, I see them using that on Colin Miller. I could totally see them brokering a trade, for sure. We saw this last year on a few occasions, um, like in a three-way trade. Claude Giroux comes to mind. He's been connected to the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, Colorado can't take on his $8 million salary. So, in theory, would Philadelphia retain half of his salary? 
trade him to Buffalo. Buffalo retains another half of that. Then Colorado is stuck with like a $2.5 million cap hit. Buffalo gets like a third-round pick or something for retaining some money on Giroux. Something mm-hmm. like that. I can mm-hmm. really see them doing that. So many teams are up against the cap. They're going to need teams like Buffalo to retain salary. And now we've seen that it's basically engraved in the philosophy of this team to not take on any money longer than a year. They're willing to retain salary if it's an expiring contract. We saw it last year uh, with Taylor Hall. Mm. We saw them retain salary on Taylor Hall. So we're going to probably see them retain on Miller. We're going to see them broker a trade like that. Hinnestroza probably gone. Hag probably gone. And we'll see. Maybe we'll get a surprise hockey trade like Victor Olofsson. But trade deadline's coming up. It's like a month away. Yeah, I'm excited as we think about all these possibilities. And with the trade deadline, the, the playoffs will be right around the corner there as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Things starting to heat up around the league. Um, but, yeah, there's some faces that can move. I don't know if all of them will be traded, though. Right? Like, we always bring up names. And it's like, well, not all of them get traded. Mm-hmm. I think the one year we were talking about Connor Sherry and... Sherry Evan Rodriguez, yeah. they all got traded. So, I mean, there's years like that, though, where a rough trade some guys do always get it. moved out. Very rough trade looking back on it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think Kinestroza and Miller definitely go, though. It's not going to be a big fire sale year. But I could see them, like, being a broker in a trade. Coyotes are said to be looking to take on contracts, getting more picks. Good on them. Speaking of Coyotes, the their arena situation. Yeah, it's another piece of news that's broken. Might have to play at the Arizona State Arena, 5,000 seats, right? I haven't looked at pictures of this. That's hilarious. It is. Uh, I don't know how the NHL can... How can they keep going on with uh, yeah, this? Yeah, I... Uh, how much longer? This is embarrassing. You for... Got, Houston, now that the Coyotes are in the Central Division, Houston would be such a logical relocation project here. Like, easy move, NHL-ready arena, easy. You got Quebec City, they want a team, they've wanted a team for a long time, they never wanted to lose their team. It just makes so much sense, just to move the team. Now, it was Arizona State, correct? Yes, ASU. 5,000 seat arena. Five th- I'm just trying to find a, a, a picture. I want to. Did you see what Brad Marchand said about yes. the, the arena, how they would have to give away 4,500 seats? Yeah. Oh, man. So it, it, it's still under construction. That's why I can't find a, a picture of it. Oh, okay. But I, I guess this would be a temporary home until they can figure out, figure their, out their, their permanent arena. Why don't. Why don't they just play where the Phoenix Suns play? You know, like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, what's preventing them from playing? Like, it's never talked about. All we hear is Tempe this, Tempe that, Glendale. Why can't they play in Phoenix? I Why I, don't you play? Like, Phoenix, is is Phoenix not the most populated area in the state of Arizona? I'm sure it is. Like, why don't We're... they just play there? Like, I know Tempe is, like, a nice college town. They, they'll get, like, the young folks to head out to the game. But, like, if you want fans to show up 
can generate revenue, Phoenix is the most logical option, but we never That's, hear about it. This is why the, the, the Coyotes are just so fascinating to me. These they little, used to these play in Phoenix, little though, anomalies. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, or no, because... No, I'm thinking of the Panthers playing in Miami. Right. Uh, yeah. The Coyotes, they used to play in Glendale. Yeah, they and still play in Glendale. This is the, do they? The, yeah, this is their last year in Glendale. So where did they play before then? Because uh, they, 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 they moved, I know. So they play in Glendale now. The reason they had to change their name, though, to the Arizona Coyotes is because they didn't play in Phoenix. Right. And so, like, as part of the lease or something, there's some kind of legal thing where, I, I don't know, I've never seen a professional team just so whipped by their, their like, whoever it is, local government. They don't want them either. <laughs> nobody like, wants all. coyotes. I, I don't, like, I think that, again, who, whatever this government is that deals with the coyotes, maybe it's Glendale, uh... You know, the Glendale City, whatever, that has to approve arenas and, hey, yeah, you can use our arena. Uh, I think they just, they're like, who, who is this little pissant here that comes begging for stuff? The Who is Alex Morello, the, yeah. the owner? Yeah. You know, like, who is this guy? You're coming to us. We don't know who you are. We don't know what your sport is. Why do you keep asking for things? They're not going to get any favors. They don't draw money. They don't bring anything to the city, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, also, uh, they're up, starting a massive rebuild. Where? Yeah. Look at what pieces do they have? They're going to trade arguably their best asset, Jacob Shikarin. The team is a total joke. I mean, you they've think got for nothing. they've got picks, they've got hope. That's all they have. But you know, you're going to build. A, they're hoping to build a gigantic arena. But are people going to go? Probably not. No, of course not. Um, it's. How do you sell local governments on that? You, you can't. You ever hear the the the, the, the phrase bad? They're going to be bad for at least two or three more years, at least. This just is just. It seems like the Sabers of yeah twenty fourteen, but on a bigger scale because at least the Sabers had pieces. Yeah, some, the, some decent pieces. The Coyotes suck on the ice and they suck off the ice, but uh, I don't. This team just it beats for for a guy that's as business savvy as Gary Bettman is and Give who's like you done know. a lot for the league. Uh you know, in terms of making up money and stabilizing the league, if you will, and changing it from the Wild West that it was in the early nineties. What is what's his deal with the Coyotes? I don't know. Why isn't he just given say we can't do this this is would the league not make so much more money if they played in quebec or even houston quebec is going to they might already have a beautiful arena the they videotron do. center yeah. two nhl ready arenas and there's meetings now with quebec that have gone on with quebec city so hopefully there's a light there at the end of the tunnel uh but i think if it's if you're Batman and Co., you probably prefer Houston because it's a short move. And you don't have to realign the divisions. Yeah, probably don't even have to change and your you name. You also have the natural rivalry mm-hmm. with the Dallas Stars. Would they be Houston Coyotes or Houston Arrows? I think Houston Coyotes works. It does. But uh, brings off the tongue. But when hockey teams move, they don't typically keep their name. The, I don't think. the Flames are the only 
team yeah. that comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. How about yeah. third time's a charm for Atlanta? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's a different environment now. No, I'm Atlanta not, no. would have Who to be I an fooling? expansion, right? They can't go back there. <laughs> There's no way. Can't do it. Can't. Can't. It's not worth the risk. I miss the Thrashers. I do too. It's just a fun name to say, the Atlanta Thrashers. And there was a time where the Coyotes almost moved back to Winnipeg. Who mm-hmm. knows? What ha- yeah, what happens in that alternative reality where the Coyotes move back to Winnipeg? Where does Atlanta move? Mm. Now that's a that's a is that a butterfly effect? Is that what they say? Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But yeah, the Coyotes are a mess. The Sabers are a mess. Well, uh, I have a little piece of trivia for you. All right. Do you know who scored the final goal in Phoenix Coyotes history? The final goal is the Phoenix Coyotes. Phoenix Coyotes. They were the Phoenix Coyotes up until the year before the tank. So, like 2013, 2014. Yes. Uh, I don't think you're Ray Whitney. David Moss. David Moss. Former Calgary Flame. I think I had his hockey card once upon a time. As a young man, uh, he he was one of my favorite players just because his name was Moss and he was a hockey player. (laughs) I was like, that's a cool name for a hockey player. So, I'd always trade for him in NHL. Last played in fifteen sixteen, but yeah, the Coyotes are a mess. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see where, where that all leads to. What we let in in our first attempt at recording was this. As you can tell, we're not really talking about the Sabers. <laughs> we're we're just kind of shooting the shit here. But we're really bouncing around. Yeah. Um, interest in this team for me at least at an all time low, like. In the Sabres. In the Sabres. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I do know what it is. They've sucked for the past 10 years, going on 11. It's been 11 years. No playoffs. I was a small child the last time the Sabres made the playoffs. We were small children the last time the Sabres made the playoffs, mm-hmm. for God's sake. We were in, like, fifth grade. Uh, sixth grade. Sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Even better. Um. Yeah, like, even though there is hope, like, yeah, there's Peyton Krabs, Alex Tuck, Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka, three first-round picks, Darlene Power, the Russians, Isaac Rosen, Mm -hmm. all these guys. Mm -hmm. More assets on the way in, potentially another top-five pick this year. You would think there'd be a lot of hope, but, like, I've probably missed at least half the games this year. Yeah. Well, well, no, I actually, I, I do still make an effort to watch. I, I do. do try, but like circumstances, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out of my way to do it. Like if it's not convenient for me, right? That makes right. Sense. Um. Yeah, it's just taking a toll on me. Absolutely, just all the losing. Yeah. And you can tell by looking at the arena each and every night that it's taking a toll on everyone else too. And if, like I said before we started recording if it's happening to me someone who's been a diehard fan for a very long time mm-hmm. um then it's happening to the casual fan right and do you see young sabers fans anywhere no like do you like go to the grocery store and see a four-year-old kid running around in a sabers shirt or sabers jersey no, no. i haven't no nope 
No. You just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's taking a toll on this fan base. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? No, I'm with you. I'm. I mean, right. I I think our our enthusiasm just on this show has dropped drastically uh, over the years. I mean, so since now we've barely talked about the Sabers, and it's it's because the season's already done. Sure, there's some fun storylines to track. Like as we talk right now, here's what's keeping me interested. Okay, I'm looking at tickets to the RJ uh, game because mm-hmm. I do want to go to that. Me too. Uh, will it be sold out? Will this be the only? Sellout? Even if it is, I will get tickets because there will be tickets on the secondary market. Right, and I will get them. The tickets on the secondary market are still so high. I don't get it. Well, no, listen, I I I do this if somebody else put them on their credit card and I'd like and I'd pay them. Uh, level one hundred and five, right in line with center ice, twenty one rows up, a hundred bucks each. Mm. I do that though, yeah. for for Rick Jenneret. First ten thousand fans in attendance get a replica banner mm. as well. Um, okay. So I'd love to. Um, I don't so know. like the Hashik night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. Now, I, you've seen the Rick Jenner at jerseys, right? With the microphone as the number. Uh no. Oh, they're they're really cool. I wonder Ooh. if they're gonna have that on the banner. Are they gonna have the microphone where a number would normally be, or would it be like the the Knox banners that are uh, at the end of the. Oh right! At the end of the rink, it's just gonna say like Generat mm-hmm. with like the the years served. I think it'll definitely be a, a microphone. That'd be really cool. I wonder where they put it. Mm-hmm. Like, are they gonna put it where like the player numbers are? Are they gonna put it by the Knoxes? That's what I wonder. Mm. Yeah, that's something interesting to ponder. Another thing, interesting thing to keep an eye out for, Olympics. Olympics yes, I did have uh, uh, Devin Levi and Owen Power going for Canada. I believe that's that's it as far as Sabers representation goes. Um, yeah, no other prospects are going. I want to look at the 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 <clears throat> Chinese uh, roster because it actually looks like a lot of their team is Kunlun Red Star, right, from the KHL, which I remember being talked about. Uh, before I think we talked about it. Yes, yeah, yeah, we we had talked about this on the show. Uh, some of the names. Well, let me go back to the actual team. I'm at. The, I'm looking at the Red Star uh, team right now. I remember looking at it a while ago and saying that most of these guys are from Canada, but like they must have like Chinese ancestry. I I, I think the Double IHF allowed some leniency in if you played in. Uh, China. At any point. Okay. Like, yeah. Because uh, I think Cliff Poo plays for Kunlun Red Star. He does. Yeah. He is does. He, is he on the Chinese Olympic team? He is not. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Parker Fu and Spencer, Spencer Fu. Fu. I presume they are brothers. They were born in Edmonton, both you of them. I assume, yeah. Uh, then there is Brandon Yip, who okay. played for a little while in the for NHL. Colorado, didn't you? Right. Uh, Tyler Wong. I know that name, um, probably from EANHL drafts. Jake Chelios. Mm. Now that is not a Chinese name. I promise you that. Born in Chicago. I bet he was a. I bet he's is a Chris son. Chris Chelios's of, son. 
Chris, let's see. Cousin. Oh, no, wait. Okay. Yep. Father. Father, Chris Chelios. Cousin, Chris Chelios. Interesting. What does that mean? Huh. Two, hmm. I don't know. That's a little suspicious. <laughs> but no. Yeah, his dad is Chris, the Chris Chelios. The Atlanta um, Thrasher himself. Yep. And goalies, here's another former NHLer. Jeremy Smith had a real good game against the Sabres one time. Uh, a Canadian, Paris O'Brien, hmm. 21 years old, um, plays for Kunlun. And then Peng Fei Han is the other uh, goalie. So, um, yeah, it definitely looks like most of the players, some of the players, the majority of the players, are of uh, Chinese or Asian descent, it looks like. Um, but I don't know. I know they got they got technical with it, but they were allowed to recruit Canadian players to play. Uh, yeah, they might have a – might be closer than initially thought now because, like – that's what most of the Olympics are now, just former NHL, failed NHL prospects. Yeah, yeah, I know. decent AHL players. So long as it's minor league guys filling up most of these teams, I mean, I don't think the skill gap can be right. that wide. I mean, the prospects are going to be the best players there. Oh, yeah. And maybe Eric Stahl. It'll be fascinating to see what veterans get jobs you think Devin Levi is going to start for Canada? You would, I mean, Dubnik isn't going. The word is so that... It's got to be Levi. Yeah, he's going there <laughs> to compete for the job. I mean, Eddie Pasquale and Matt Tompkins are the other yeah. goalies. I think Devin Levi gives you the, the best chance. I'd rather play Levi over those guys. Now, if you're a Sabres fan, are you rooting for Canada because of the, um, the Sabres' presence on their team? Or... Uh, I always root for my Sabres prospects. Yeah. Yeah, I don't – it really hit me yesterday that, like, I'm really mad. Uh, you know, we're so close. Like, this should be the time where we're getting amped up for international hockey. The the true best of the best. And once again, it's been stolen from us. Mm-hmm. They're going to give us a token World Cup of Hockey in, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a year or two. Who knows? And maybe that'll be fine. The last World Cup was pretty good. Team North America was fun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. If they do, they, I'd like if they did that again, the Team North America uh, deal. But That'd be cool, especially mm-hmm. with all the hot young stars coming up. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Should we go through these? Do you think most people have seen the Olympic rosters by now? Or uh, I would assume so. Yeah, go quick little look. Through. I'll point out some interesting names here, like on Team Canada. How about Jordan Wheel? Jordan Wheel. Yeah. The former King. Former King, former Flyer. Uh, Adam Tambellini. Uh, Daniel Winnick. <laughs> There's some really uh, – David DeHarnay. That is the no, one. No, he's that, still playing. Wow. He is playing, I think, in the Swiss League. The uh, or is that the Czech League, the NL? That's a Swiss League. Yep. Yeah, Swiss League. So Dayarnay is still playing. Uh, if you go through, there's just some. This Jason Demers was one. I'm surprised oh, he's not yeah. in the NHL still. Don't know yeah, what happened that's, there. That's interesting. But uh, that's another guy. Team USA is 
boring. They got some prospect. Beneers is playing. They definitely went prospect heavy. Uh, Brendan Brisson. Tons, tons of prospects on Team USA. Uh, yeah, Maddie Beneers is there. Uh, but then there's Drew there's Camesso, Blackhawks goalie mm-hmm. prospect. Uh, Strauss Mann, oh, former okay. Michigan goalie, right. is one of their goaltenders. Uh, but yeah, plenty of plenty of prospects. And then there's guys like Stephen Kampfer, who's already 33. For some reason, I thought he was still playing, like under contract. Yeah, well, he's in the KHL apparently now. And uh, Kenny Agostino. Reminds me AHL score. Yeah. Now in the KHL. Josh Hosang is also playing. That is Canada. correct. I haven't looked at Team Russia yet. Uh have now actually yeah, I haven't gone through um all these and seen like what uh the rosters actually There's are. There's a big time KHL player that is supposedly coming over. Hmm. He's got like interest from all thirty two teams. Wow. Semenko or something like that. Let's see if he's here. Yeah, I forgot I forgot his name, but he's drawing a lot of interest. I guess the Senators are very hot on him as well, but every team has inquired apparently. I find it hard to see how Team Russia is not the favorite. Mikhail Grigorenko, I would imagine he's on the team. He is there. No victory in Tithon. I think Russia is going to dominate. They've got some prospects in there, too. They do. Um, Mitch Cobb's not playing. No. I don't think, at least. Uh, I'm looking. They do have Slava Voinov. Oh, of course they do. <laughs> uh, but Nikita Nesterov. But their forwards are... I thought are... Nesterov came back over. I thought he was on Tampa. Hmm. No. Uh, yeah, the whole team is from the KHL. But there are some interesting names. Vadim Shipashov. Uh I think he got a shot with the Golden Knights, yeah, right? Yeah, he played like four games and then yeah. left. Nikita Gusev. Uh, how about Anton Slepyshev? He was here. Oh, former Oiler. Right, right. He was here for a little while. Uh, is this the Artem Anisimov? I think oh, Artem Anisimov might. Uh, yeah, Artem Anisimov is there. Uh, so I don't know. I think this Russian team. Uh, team to beat. They've got to be the favorites. Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps when we're done, I'll go home and take a peek through all these teams now that they're seemingly all revealed. Uh, I am looking forward to the, the women's tournament, the inevitable yeah, showdown. At least that's best on best. I had something in my throat. Uh, yeah, that's that's the best of the best, of course. Uh, it'll be the inevitable USA and Canada showdown. They are in the same group. Ooh, okay. This year. Uh, yeah, so whoever wins that group is winning gold because Group B is China, Japan, Czechia, Sweden, and Denmark. And I don't think any of those are particularly oh uh, hockey, women's hockey powerhouses. But um, Correct. And uh, another interesting name here for Finland, Leo Komarov. Oh, yeah, he got bought out. And, uh, Sammy Vatanen. Wavered. Sammy Vatanen is out of the NHL? Yeah, he's playing in the Swiss League, I believe. Wow. That's a guy. Hey, who... Yeah, kind of surprising. Thought he really fizzled deal. out. Huh. He's at the Stars and Devils last year. Hmm. There was something that I really wanted to talk about, 
but I completely forgot. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it'll come to me, though. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, I'm telling you, we came in here winging it. I did doodle some notes, but it's mostly just hit on everything. I hit everything. Okay. I want to talk about Peyton Krabs. I think I got everything out of the way with him, but uh, I don't know. What All else right. did you want? To uh, say? A lot of people are talking about Alex Tuck as next captain. What do you think? I think it would please the crowd. Definitely. Yeah. The fans will be extremely happy with it. Are they waiting uh, for Dylan Cousins to be the guy, though? That's the, I think that's the question. I don't think. Because you think this year he's captain material. They've got Gergensons and Oposo wearing the A's. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to be here next year, barring some surprising trade. Mm-hmm. Um, then say at the bare minimum, you slap an A on Tuck's sweater next year. Mm-hmm. You're waiting two years to give Cousins a letter. Are you giving him the C right away? At that point, you're having no captain for like three, four years. Mm-hmm. I I I think they're just gonna give him the C. It's good PR. Buffalo guy. Yeah. He knows all the players on the 0506 team. Appears to be outgoing. Right. He's I think he's gonna be a big big community guy. If you're uh if you're a drinker, yeah, I'm sure you'd like to have a a beer with Alex Tuck. Yeah, he just seems like a good guy. He does. And more importantly, a really good player. Yeah, an all American guy. <laughs> an all American boy. That's Alex Tuck for you. Yeah. And a very good player. You're right. Uh, and, and and he was very good in Vegas, too, but having these top-line minutes has been great for him. Uh, yeah, just wait until the team gets better, too. Yeah, I know. It's in, it's nice because it, it seems like he is kind of that, that seed that, you know, might kind of – Probably better analogy I use, but he's like you know he's. It feels like he's that first piece to kind of turning something around, mm-hmm. I, like the first kind of veteran piece that we needed. Right. And he's, he's still been, young too. He's, he's very like young. 20, he's twenty five. Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, I've always loved Alex Tuck. I mm-hmm. wanted him back in the twenty fourteen draft when Tim Murray was hell bent on getting another first round pick, but couldn't do it. He strikes me as a kind of grizzled player that will. You can have him around, like even if the the core, the future core doesn't age with him. That's the kind of veteran that He's I got want. Term to too, more importantly, Correct. on a really good contract, mm-hmm. and I can see him being the type of guy that will take a hometown discount when they're up against the cap, right? When they're paying guys like Shane Wright no own power. Mm-hmm. Also, Shane Wright's not having that. Impressive I heard of a that. Season. Th- that is what I've heard. Um. Although a good season, he's still the consensus number one pick, but... For a generational... Yeah. Is he generational? I, I wouldn't throw that You wouldn't throw that? Around, but no. for a very good prospect, he's not yeah, impressive? Not, I think not playing at all besides the U18s last year might have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. But I, if I had the number one pick, I'd still picking him. Mm-hmm. He'd be a good player. But, yeah... I'm excited for next year, the next draft. Mm-hmm. The dra- the 2022 draft should be really interesting because it's going to be like the Sabres have four first-round picks. Now, I don't think they're going to trade anyone 
right now to get another first-round pick, but it's going to be interesting. They're going to have a high first, two late first, and a high second. Mm-hmm. Maybe they get another second and another trade, but that remains to be seen. And I just remembered what I want to talk about. All right. The medical staff. <laughs> yes. What yeah. the hell is going on? Seriously, okay, yeah. So Sabres have had a lot of injuries. It's 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 not wrong to blame them, right, to blame the medical staff. Okay, but, like, if it's just, like, one injury, mm-hmm. one here and there, everyone's dropping like flies. Middlestat has come back and gotten injured two times now. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And this isn't just, like, a this year thing. This has been going on for years. Go All the way back with, like, Robin Leonard talking about how they messed up his ankle. When he kept having those setbacks and was gone forever, right? Remember that? Yeah, that yeah, that's a good point. What the hell it is goes, wrong it, with this it, medical staff? It goes back a a, a long while, um, and just with everything that's going on with the team now, I mean, every goalie in the organization got hurt at some point. So, yeah, that was I mean, that was something. Everyone was injured. Dell got suspended. Yeah, and then waived, and mm-hmm. he can't honor that suspension until he's called up again. So he's basically blacklisted from the NHL. He must be so defeated. Yeah. What team is going to sign a goalie? At, that even ruined as a backup? his career. That yeah. really ruined his career. Mm-hmm. I unless there's another plague that is in the goalie room, he's done. And. That suspension carries into next year if he doesn't play at all this year. Yeah. Or even called up. So. Yeah, like what team is. Zenon Kanopka is a guy. Do you remember him? Yes. Zenon Kanopka. He got like a 25-game suspension after he played in Buffalo for like performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, yeah. And he has never returned. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Casey Middlestat, nice to see him back. Mm Mm-hmm. He was playing well then re-aggravates this injury that he had, and now he's meeting with the surgeon. So I hope he comes back because, you know, arguably one of your better offensive players barely plays at all this year. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Like, and he, I think he did get an assist, yeah, correct? might have been on a Tuck goal or Krebs goal. I don't remember. Yeah, in in the game, what, what could possibly be the final game of his season. might have been the Coyotes game. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Coyotes game. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. I hope he comes back. Yeah, it was Coyotes game the other night, Sunday. Yeah. Man. Yeah, but I think something is wrong if whoever is there is evaluating Casey Middlestat and saying, yeah, you can play. I mean, this is what, the second time this happened to him this year where he comes back, plays. Then immediately is done. Immediately leaves, doesn't even finish a game. Wow. It's just incredible. Something's wrong, definitely. But the oh. Sabres doctors are world-renowned, as we heard for several months with the Jack Eichel saga, so who knows? Yeah, I bet they're world-renowned by the the, the, the ass journal. <laughs> the International Review of Ass. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Neither of us know. That's a theme Nobody of the show. Nobody knows. Where is this team going? What's going on? Could you imagine if this doesn't work? What? Like this iteration of the rebuild. What happens? Well, there is a distinct possibility that they just become the Oilers. Oh, we're past that. Well, no, but I mean, I mean, even once you make the playoffs once, that doesn't mean you're out of the hole. Oh yeah, you gotta keep making it. And the Oilers, they fell into that hole very quickly again in seventeen eighteen. 
Kind of like the Bills when they broke the drought. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I think things are a little more optimistic, though, for the Bills because they had just gotten Allen and there's hope with McDermott and Bean. But, no, I mean, you got to maintain consistency. You can't just say, okay, we made the playoffs, rebuild's over, right? You still keep building. After that, you still got to bring in the right players. You got to keep doing it, right? It's a long way out of this hole. It's terrifying. It is. It's a scary predicament to be in. Because you look at Ottawa, they've built up this stockpile. Detroit is starting to turn the corner. Mm -hmm. Toronto is still good. Boston is like the only threat of dying. Tampa is still Tampa. Uh, Florida is going to be a wagon for many years to come. I hope they are. I don't know. Like, well, no, I, I think I don't know. It, it would I just, it would be, be nice. Pessimistic, mm-hmm. but I, I, I typically am very optimistic about the Sabers' future. I like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I. I'm How about Carolina? Tired. They might be a steam train for yeah, Carolina, a while. Like even teams out in the other division, the Rangers. I don't know. Is it is it still good to call a team a uh, steam train, or is that outdated? Yeah. You know, call them a bolt. I don't know. Well, that might be what they used to say in the original <laughs> the 50s. Yeah, that Gordy, <laughs> that Gordy Howe sure is a steam train. Ooh, and I clipped. My audio went really high there. Yeah, I don't know. I really hope that they can figure this out. Uh, we've been saying this... <clears throat> How many times have we spoken that same statement in the five, going on five years of doing this show, five year anniversary? We got to have a special logo made (laughs) (laughs) with a V. V. (laughs) Mm. Turn the the A in Cautiously Optimistic into a golden V. My God. I can't believe we've been doing this for five years. I know. If any of you Mm, have been listening for all five years, I know there's a few of you. You wonder why we sound tired. Hopeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were hopeless young men at the at the time when we first started recording. Yeah. Back in the day, 2017. But, oh, boy. I think the very first thing I ever said on this show in any form, the original incarnation of Cautiously Optimistic, I swear to God... My very first observation was, you know, this C.J. Smith, he kind of reminds me of Jack Eichel. Yeah. I think, because that was the year we started. Yeah. And I, I think of that all the time. I'm like, God, why would I say that Hot and tape. publish it to the masses? C.J. Smith. I don't know. I don't know. Did you want to address this one question that we got? Oh, we got uh, a question. We got a question. There we go. Got a question. Uh, this... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Sabres fan 204 ask us, who are your main targets in this year's draft slash free agency? I'll tell you who I want in free agency, and I was listening to this. I'll oh, trade target, too. We'll, we'll amend, the, okay. amend it. Well, I I really only have an answer for free agency. Okay. I want the Sabres to go full throttle, go all in on Philip Forsberg. Oh, I forgot he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. I don't I, think he would come here. I think he's staying in Nashville. Listen, crazier things have happened in NHL Taylor free Hall came to Buffalo. That's right. I I just randomly remembered. It seems like such a distant memory. It mm-hmm. really wasn't that long ago. Because mm-hmm. I feel like our perception of these seasons has been changed a little bit because everything was shortened, like the shortened season last year. And then when yeah. COVID hit, it was also a shortened season. Like, Tampa won two Stanley Cups in one year, basically. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, Taylor Hall, it feels like he came here forever ago, but really wasn't that long ago. I don't know. I I don't know who I would want as a free agent. I don't think I want anyone, really, as far as free agency goes. I think Cause you... Because they, they've got so many guys. Yeah. Maybe Josh Manson. Just a nice, like, steady right-handed shot presence. Someone who can, like, lower Henry Yokiharu down the lineup because he's, he looks like a certified bum lately. I don't know. Something within me says if we try hard enough, if we persist hard enough, we can get Forsberg. $12 million maybe. <laughs> yeah, I he, love might, he might come he's here for a, great a cool. player, but yeah. He went one pick before Mikhail Grigorenko, remember. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I think Josh Manson would be my pick as far as free agency goes. Yeah, I, I'm really starting to lean heavily on the Sabres need to, like, completely overhaul that right side because I've said this a couple times in the past. I think ideally you want Henry Okiharu on your third pair. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. Right, a third pair skilled. The idea of him and Samuelson as a pair. I think that that works. Mm. And as I'm saying that, I think uh, Simon Nemec, Simon Nemec in in, uh, Slovak, Mm -hmm. Slovak dialect, you could say, uh, he might be a prime target of this team. And I know that some people are going to hear me suggesting that they might pick a defenseman with their top five pick and want to say, like, hey, what the hell, why? Since 2018, they've picked a defenseman in the first round. This would be the fourth time, the third time with a top five pick. Um, I could see it. Look at their right side. It's in shambles. Mm-hmm. You got Colin Miller, Mark Pesic, Henry Okiharu, Casey Fitzgerald, who looks pretty good. Oscari Laxanen, like they need some, some firepower there. And Owen Power, I guess, has been playing on the right side quite a bit this year, so he's got some experience. But I would prefer to get, like, a true right shot D. So I would not be surprised at all if the Sabers pick Simon Nemec with their first round pick. Um, I haven't done a whole lot of digging into the twenty the, the twenty twenty two draft just yet. I have a basic knowledge. Haven't done a whole lot of digging yet, as I usually would do. But um, Logan Cooley does definitely seems like an interesting first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Lambert was like the consensus number two overall pick like three years ago. His production slid a little bit, but in the very small sample size at the World Juniors this year, it looked great, like outstanding. So he is definitely a guy that. Could be an option. Uh, Uri Slavkovsky. Uh, oh, that's a good name. A nice Slovak boy as yeah. well. Huge winger. Uh, I like him a lot. He like like Tage Thompson, but mm. probably better. Um, he could definitely be an option. I don't know if I'd pick him that high though. But also Matthew Savoy. Like, there's no shortage of talent early on in the draft, but. I think if we're talking best fit, Simon Nemec is probably the best fit, even though it makes 99% of us groan. <laughs> uh, Shane Wright you're going to have to win the lottery for, but he'd be 
a very nice piece. Okay, what about trade? You can trade for anyone. Ah, oh, man. I don't. I don't know. Like, and they've they've got a lot of these roster spots filled. You know they do. And you know what is a good. I don't sign, know who's though? a guy that's on the outs somewhere. Alex DeBrinkett. Hmm. That would be an interesting acquisition. That would, they would have to give up the sun, the moon, and the stars for him. Scoring though. a lot but of Travis goals again. Me. Travis Connecting. Yeah. I would. He's a, he's a guy. Young, under mm-hmm. contract, good contract. Mm-hmm. I've always liked him. He's a guy I would take. Yeah. Go rob Philly again. <laughs> you know what is a good sign about the Sabres team? Hmm. How many guys are you like, hey, we got to get this guy out of here? Like, usually there's like a handful of guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Cody Eakin sucks, but like Right. There's there's not you're right. There's not many guys who were dying no, to see There's leave. no Vladimir Sabotka, like, oh right. we need to get that this guy the hell out of town. Well, you we know Eakin is gone mm-hmm. in a year. Like no one's like, Oh, for the love of God, Adams, trade this guy, please. <laughs> Maybe it's because of the state of the team. But like, I don't know. I I guess that's a good sign. Yeah, Travis Konechny would be my guy mm-hmm. trade for. You can trade the Flyers their second-round pick back and something else. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really— Good question, though. It is a good question. Yeah, very good question. Could go deep into that. Yeah. yeah. We're at a loss for words. Yeah, I know. It's been a slog <laughs> to get through. But uh, this team hurts. It does. It hurts to love this team. It does. You know, love is not easy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, if you got anything else to say, I think I've exhausted everything. I do not. All right. Uh, if you bared with us for the entirety of the episode, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we didn't put you to sleep. Um. Yeah, hopefully there's something to talk about next time. Uh, we hope. Something interesting. Give us a good rumor. Like something good. Like something surprising. Give us some gossip. Like a, a rumor about like, oh, the the San Jose Sharks are hot on Tage Thompson's. Like something like that. Yeah. Like something that's like crazy. Something that will get the hot takes going. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe we need a fun episode. Maybe we need a jersey draft. I think we need to do something. Something to spice it up. Yeah. Uh, let us know who you want to have on the jersey draft three. We'll have a couple <laughs> people in here. If we can fix we these some, damn uh, microphones. but Oh, that would be the worst. We'll try that. Um, I always win in the jersey draft, though. I think I'm 2-0. Yeah. And oh. yeah. You're undefeated. Undefe- I'm in undefeated in everything. <laughs> vote on. But, yeah, if you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, we'll try and make it more fun, for sure. We'll try. We'll but, try. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, JoeTCBNHL, L-V-K-E-T-C-B, C-O underscore uh, T-C-B underscore pod. And as always, we appreciate you all for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye.